0: Listening to the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volume, over 2,500 page work by the Venerable Maria of Agreda. If you would like to discuss today's readings, I invite you to head on over to Facebook, and there you'll find the Mystical City of God in a Year podcast group, and you'll be able to share your own thoughts and insights with others who are listening and following along. If you would like to support this free podcast, you can do so by heading over to Venmo and by sending a tip to the handle Mystical City of God. Let us now thank God for the life of Venerable Maria of Agreda. Almighty God, you will that all people know the saving power of Jesus' name. Throughout time, you have sent missionaries to your people who proclaim the good news. We thank you for sending Sor Maria to the Humano people and planting the seeds of the gospel in their heart and in our land. She taught them the good news and prepared them for baptism. Today is day number 340, and we are reading from Volume 4, Book 8, Chapter 9, Paragraphs 557 to 565. Chapter 9 The beginnings of the Gospels written by the evangelists, the part which the Most Blessed Mary had in their composition, she appears to St. Peter in Antioch and in Rome, similar favors shown to other apostles. 557 I have described, as far as I was permitted, the exalted state of the great Queen and Lady after the first council of the Apostles, and also her victories over the infernal dragon and his demons. Although the wonderful works which she accomplished during these times and at all times cannot be recorded in a history, nor even summed up, I was nevertheless given special light for the purpose of describing the beginnings of the Gospels and the call of the evangelists to undertake their writing, the part which Mary bore in their being written her solicitous care for the absent apostles, and the miracles she wrought for them. In the second part, and on many occasions, I have stated that the Heavenly Mother had a positive knowledge of all the mysteries of grace, of the Gospels, and other holy writings, which were to serve for the confirmation of the new law. In this knowledge, she was confirmed many times, especially on the day of her ascension, with her divine Son into heaven. From that day on, without forgetting anything, she often prostrated herself in prayer before the Lord, asking him to send his divine light upon the apostles and holy writers and to order them to write when the opportune time should have come. 558. Afterwards, when the queen returned from heaven and was put in charge of the church, as related in the sixth chapter of this book, the Lord made known to her that the time of beginning to write the holy gospels had arrived, that she should make her arrangements for this purpose as the mistress and instructress of the church. But in her profound humility and discretion, she obtained the consent of the Lord, that this should be attended to by St. Peter, his vicar, and the head of the church, and that he should be specially assisted by divine enlightenment for a matter of such importance. All this was granted by the Most High, and when the apostles met in the council mentioned by St. Luke in the 15th chapter of the Acts, after they had settled the doubts about circumcision as I described in the 6th chapter, St. Peter proposed to them all the necessity of recording and writing the mysteries of the life of Christ, our Savior and Teacher, so that they might be preached to all the faithful in the Church without variation or difference, thus doing away with the old law and establishing the new. 5.59 St. Peter had already consulted with the Mother of Wisdom and all the council having approved of this proposal. They called upon the Holy Ghost to point out the apostles and disciples who should write the life of the Savior. Immediately a light was seen descending upon St. Peter, and a voice was heard saying, The high priest and head of the church shall assign four for the recording, the works, and the teachings of the Savior of the world. St. Peter and all present prostrated themselves, giving thanks to the Lord for this favor. When all of them had again risen, St. Peter spoke, Matthew, our beloved brother, shall immediately begin to write his gospel in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. Mark shall be the second who shall likewise write the gospel in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Luke shall write the third in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Our most beloved brother John shall be the fourth and last to write the mysteries of our Savior and Teacher in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Ghost. This decision the Lord confirmed by permitting the heavenly light to remain until these words were repeated and formally accepted by all those appointed. 560. Within a few days, St. Matthew set about writing the first gospel. While praying in a retired room in the cenacle and asking to be enlightened for the inception of his history, the Most Blessed Mary appeared to him, seated on a throne of great majesty and splendor, the doors of the room still remaining closed. The Great Lady told him to arise, which he did, asking for her benediction. Then she spoke to him and said, Matthew, my servant, the Almighty sends me with his blessing, in order that with it thou begin writing the gospel which thou hast the good fortune to be entrusted with. In this thou shalt have the assistance of the Holy Ghost, and I shall beg it for thee with all my heart. But concerning myself it is not proper that thou write anything, except what is absolutely necessary for manifesting the Incarnation and other mysteries of the Word made man, and for establishing his faith in the world as the foundation of the Church. This faith being established, the Almighty will find other persons, who, when the times arrive, in which it shall become necessary, "...shall reveal to the faithful the mysteries and blessings wrought by his powerful arm in me." St. Matthew signified his willingness to obey the mandate of the queen, and while he conferred with her about composing the gospel, the Holy Ghost came down upon him in visible form, and in the presence of the lady he began to write the words, as they are still extant in his gospel. The Blessed Mary then left him, and St. Matthew proceeded in his history, finishing it in Judea. He wrote it in the Hebrew language, In the year 42 of our Lord, 561, the evangelist Mark wrote his gospel four years later in the 46th year after the birth of Christ. He likewise wrote it in Hebrew and while in Palestine, before commencing, he asked his guardian angel to notify the Queen of Heaven of his intention and to implore her assistance for obtaining the divine enlightenment for what he was about to write. The kind mother heard his prayer, and immediately the Lord commanded the angels to carry her with the usual splendor and ceremony to the evangelist, who was still in prayer. The great queen appeared to him, seated on a most beautiful and resplendent throne. Prostrating himself before her, he said, Mother of the Savior of the world and mistress of all creation, I am unworthy of this favor, though I am a servant of thy divine Son and of thyself. The heavenly mother answered, The Most High, whom thou service and lovest, Sends me to assure thee that thy prayers are heard, and that his Holy Spirit shall direct thee in writing of the gospel, with which he has charged thee. Then she told him not to write of the mysteries pertaining to her, just as she had asked of St. Matthew. Immediately the Holy Ghost, invisible and most refulgent shape, descended upon St. Mark, enveloping him in light and filling him with interior enlightenment, in the presence of the Queen began to write his gospel." At the time, the princess of heaven was 61 years of age. St. Jerome says that St. Mark wrote his short gospel in Rome at the insistence of the faithful residing there. But I wish to call attention to the fact that this was a translation or copy of the one he had written in Palestine. For the Christians in Rome possessed neither his nor any other gospel, and therefore he set about writing one in the Roman or Latin language. 562. Two years afterwards, in the year 48, and of the Virgin, the 63rd, St. Luke wrote his gospel in the Greek language. To him also, as to the others, Mary appeared when he was about to begin it, having represented to the Heavenly Mother that, in order to manifest the incarnation and life of her Divine Son, it was necessary to touch upon the manner of the actual conception of the Word made man, and upon other things concerning her dignity as the natural Mother of Christ, and having received orders from her to pass over in silence, the other mysteries and wonders connected with her dignity as the Mother of God. St. Luke obtained her permission to write somewhat more freely of the Heavenly Mary in his gospel. The Holy Ghost descended upon him, and in the presence of the Great Queen, he began to write his gospel, drawing his information principally from direct inspiration of Her Majesty. St. Luke continued a most devoted servant of the Lady, and never permitted the image of the sweet Mother seated on the throne of Majesty as he had seen her on this occasion, to be effaced from his mind. Thenceforward, he lived continually in her presence. St. Luke was in Achaia when this apparition happened to him, and there also he wrote his gospel. 563. The last of the four evangelists who wrote the gospels was the Apostle St. John in the year 58 of the Lord. He wrote his in the Greek language during his stay in Asia Minor after the glorious transition, and assumption of the Blessed Mary. His gospel was directed against the heresies and errors which, as indicated above, the devil immediately after the transition of the Blessed Mother began to sow for the undermining of the faith and the Incarnation of the Divine Word. For as Lucifer had been humiliated and vanquished by this mystery, he at once directed the onslaught of heresy against it. For this reason, the evangelist St. John writes so sublimely, and adduces so many arguments for the true and undoubted divinity of Christ our Savior, far surpassing the other evangelists in this regard. 564. Although when the evangelist was about to begin its gospel, the Most Blessed Mary was already in heaven. She descended in person resplendent with ineffable glory and majesty, And surrounded by thousands of angels of all choirs and hierarchies, appearing to St. John, she said, John, my son and servant of the Most High, now is the proper time for writing the life and the mysteries of my divine Son, so that all mortals may know him as the Son of the Eternal Father, as true God, and at the same time as true man. But it is not yet the opportune time for the recording the mysteries and the secrets which thou knowest of me, nor shall they as yet be manifested to a world so accustomed to idolatry, lest Lucifer abuse them for disturbing those who are to receive the faith in the Redeemer and in the Blessed Trinity. The Holy Ghost will assist thee, and I desire thee to begin writing in my presence. The evangelist worshipped the great Queen of Heaven, and was filled with the Divine Spirit as the others had been. Assisted by the kind mother, he immediately set about writing his gospel. Before she departed to the right hand of her Divine Son, she gave himself her benediction, and promised him her protection for the rest of his life. Such were the beginnings of the sacred Gospels of all of them, having been commenced with the assistance and by the intervention of the Most Blessed Mary, giving the Church to understand that all these benefits have been vouchsafed at her hands. After having thus anticipated the history of the evangelists, in order to account for the beginnings of the Gospels, we shall now return to our narrative. 565 In proportion as the Most Blessed Lady after the Council of the Apostles was exalted by her divine knowledge and the abstractive vision of God, So her care and solicitude for the welfare of the church increased, for the faith was now spreading out over the earth day by day. As a true mother and teacher, she lavished her special attention upon the apostles, whose names and whose welfare she bore written in her hearts. All of them, except St. John and St. James, the less immediately after the termination of the council left Jerusalem for the field of their labors, and the kindest mother was deeply concerned at the thought of the hardships and difficulties connected with their preaching. She looked upon them with tender pity in their peregrinations and held them in highest veneration on account of their holiness and dignity as priests, as apostles of her divine son, founders of the church, preachers of his doctrine, and as the elect of the divine wisdom chosen for such high ministries to the glory of the most high. It was truly necessary that the most blessed lady and mistress, in order to attend to and take care of so many matters throughout the holy church, should be raised to the state which she now held for in any lower condition she could not have so easily and properly attended to so many duties, and at the same time maintain that interior tranquility and peace, which her soul enjoyed. This concludes our reading today for day number 340. We've been reading from volume 4, book 8, chapter 9, paragraphs 557 to 565. What a beautiful and amazing reading we just had today. We know the four Gospels, and maybe this is a challenge to you. Have you read the four Gospels in their entirety? It's a good question. We hear the Gospels often at Mass, but have you yourself went through chapter by chapter, just as we're reading paragraph by paragraph of Maria Vagarda? We should read the Gospels. We should read the four evangelists, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. And maybe if that's something you haven't done, that's something you should resolve to do maybe in the next year. Make that kind of your spiritual resolution. Or maybe it's something good for the season of Lent next year to read the Gospels. But to learn how the Gospels were written, when they were written. Now, biblical scholarship disputes the years that the Gospels were written. So I'm sure that whatever... Bible scholars say probably doesn't align with what Maria of Agreda wrote because the scholars are going to be much more nitpicky, whereas Maria of Agreda is just relating what has been revealed to her. The show The Chosen has done a very good job, I think, of capturing, for example, St. Matthew. St. Matthew, called by Jesus, one of the apostles begins to write down some of the significant events of the ministry of Jesus. Seems pretty reasonable. And then when he would be called to write the gospel, he already had some notes at hand. I'm sure some of these evangelists, as they wrote, that as they were inspired by Our Lady, as they asked for her prayers, that these evangelists, they had to recall what it was that they had lived and experienced with jesus what they saw practice and so forth so on and i know that in the gospels that matthew might have a different account or a different variation of something than maybe luke or mark does so there are a little subtle differences but maybe that's because of the space of time and how The Gospels came to be written. I also thought it was quite marvelous, too, in The Chosen, the Christmas special, The Messengers, how they had St. Luke writing the Gospel, and how Mary comes to him and gives the Magnificat and says, there's something I forgot to tell you. I think St. Luke did interview Our Lady, and we kind of got that general sense today in our reading from Maria of Agreda. The Gospels are very important. They give us the words of Jesus. And so maybe we should better commit ourselves to the reading of the Gospels, but not just to read them, to live the words and the teachings of Jesus. I'm Father Edward Looney, and throughout the year I'm reading and reflecting on the four volumes of the Mystical City of God. I'm grateful you joined me today, and I hope you'll join me again tomorrow. Until then... May God bless you, and Mary pray for you.